Our reading is John chapter 13, verses 1 to 15. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realise now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? he asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. This is the word of the Lord. If you come regularly to church here, you know that we are in the middle of a series looking at the five marks of mission. Sounds slightly formal, but really what we're trying to do is to understand the different facets of mission. When we say mission, often we think what that means is going and talking to somebody about Jesus. And that is part of what mission is about. But it's so much more than that. Jesus' ministry on earth was much, much more than speaking about God. He spoke a lot about God, but he also taught, which is mark number two, he nurtured, taught and baptised, and we've baptised today. And number three, he responded in loving acts of service. And that's the third mark of mission. So if we are doing Jesus' work here on earth, what we should be seeing is that we are involved in caring for people responding in loving acts of service. And that reading is um, from the last week in Jesus' life. It's from the Last Supper. You've seen lots of paintings of the Last Supper, Jesus surrounded by his disciples, and they've gathered together for a special meal, the Passover meal. And when they arrive in the room, the custom would have been for the servant to have come round and washed their feet, because they wore sandals, it was hot and dusty, and they would have taken their sandals off to eat together. They sort of um, sat on the floor, laid around the table, and they would have had clean feet. But it would have been the lowest servant who would have come and done that. But it's Jesus who comes and does that. 
And to begin with, the disciples can't really understand what is going on. But Lord, you're our teacher. You're our Lord. You're our king. And Jesus says, yes, you're right. I'm all of those things. But the way that I become that, the way that I live out those roles is also in serving. And so he took the towel and he washed each of the disciples' feet. Sometimes some churches do feet washing. Not a thing I'm desperately comfortable with, I have to say. But actually it's very humbling, isn't it, to have somebody wash your feet? Because actually we hide our feet quite a lot of the time. Very humbling to have somebody wash our feet. And Jesus did that. Both as a sign of who he is, but also to set an example to us. So the third mark of mission is to respond to human need by loving service. And I'm really pleased that as a church we have always taken that seriously. That we've recognised that part of our function and our role of being church here in this place is to respond in loving acts of service. A number of years ago, it may have been six years ago, at Harvest, we had Harvest last week, but six years ago, we raised money to twin the toilets in the church with toilets in parts of Africa. A really simple thing, and that scheme is still going on. For £60, you can twin your toilet, and you get a little certificate with coordinates of where your toilet is. We're going to watch a clip that just shows the joy that that brings when someday a village is able to have a proper toilet. Je l'aime école vraie. Il aime division, multiplication, addition. Sometimes that loving act of service is very basic. Basic hygiene, things we take for granted here. Actually being able to respond in love because we long for others to you know, have that same basic requirement. And I don't think we realise just the impact. You know, if you haven't got a toilet, you're ill much more of the time. And then you can't go to school because you're ill. And worse than that, your parents have got to pay for medicines and then they can't pay for you to go to school. So having a toilet means that more children can go to school. And I'm delighted that all our toilets, both here and at Lonsmead, are twinned. And that was one way in which we've been able to respond in a loving act of service. So that's very basic. That's a very real need that we can see and we can think as a church, yes, you know, we've got a financial resource. We can support that and help that. And we know that that's helping hygiene in part of Africa. Sometimes we don't connect that with mission. But actually, maybe that's just because we haven't fully appreciated what mission is truly about. But that is part of mission. Another thing that we're involved in currently is the shoebox scheme. And again, for years and years, an organisation called Samaritan's Purse has encouraged people to fill a shoebox with some small toys and gifts and presents. And they're delivered to um, countries in, largely in Eastern Europe, where when those gifts arrive, they are received by children who, generally speaking, don't get gifts. Now, it's not a basic need to get a gift at Christmas. It's not like not having a toilet. But that gift brings joy. And a few weeks ago, we watched an amazing clip called Wow, and we saw the boxes being opened up, and each child's first word as they opened the box was, Wow. Now, interestingly, that can build on. It's good to give a gift purely out of love. 
But Samaritan's Purse also sets up clubs and works with local churches so that the children not only receive a shoebox and some gifts, but they receive an invitation, an invitation to find out more about Jesus. And we're going to watch another clip, clip. And this is the story of Natalia, who did just that. Life in the village is very simple. There are a lot of hardships that we have to fight. For Natalia, she faces many troubles. Before, it was very difficult in my family. My mom was at the hospital in a coma. I felt very lonely at school. I'd always wanted to go to church, but I didn't know how to approach it. My first contact with the church was through my shoebox. I was so happy to receive a shoebox. some children who have never received a gift from anyone, and they have so much joy when they receive a shoebox. These shoeboxes help us to reach children of all ages, as well as the teachers in the school. The greatest journey is a brilliant course. It teaches children all about Jesus, and it teaches them about God's love. This course has offered Natalia the chance to find the Lord. I'm sure God will bless her in the future. Through attending the greatest journey, we went and prayed for my mother in hospital. We cried as we were praying for her bad health situation. My mother was healed and today she joins us at church too. We have prayer times as a family and read the Bible together every evening. Through this project, we bring not just joy to the children, but we also bring them hope. We bring them faith and a future. During my experience as a local pastor, I see children who, after receiving the shoebox gift, now attend church. Through them, we are now able to reach their families and share the gospel with them. The resources that Operation Christmas Child offer to the church are so helpful. They are necessary tools in order to share God's love with the local community. Thank you for helping us to share the good news and bring joy to the children through these shoeboxes. Thank you for your love, the sacrifice and the resources you give to the people from the Republic of Moldova. We believe that your giving and involvement is making a great impact for the kingdom of God.
So you can see how that links three of the marks of mission. So there's a responding in acts of loving service by giving the gift. There's a proclamation, there's a a telling the story of who Jesus is. And then there's a teaching and a building up and a nurturing, all combined under one thing. But it starts with a loving act of service. And actually that in itself is mission, even if it weren't to lead on to the other things. But it does. And give God the thanks that in fact it does in this situation. So we respond in loving acts of service. And the churches in the Western world have been doing a lot of thinking over the last few years as to what that might look like. It's very, very easy for us who have so much to look at parts of the world that don't have very much. And we can end up feeling a little bit superior. We can think that we've got the answer to all their problems, that all we need to do is just to to send X amount of money, to send X amount of information, and everything will be all right. They need to live like us in order for everything to be all right. And that is not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying part of that response is coming alongside and working in partnerships, which is why we use the word partner when we refer to the people that we are connected with around the world. We have developed mission partnerships because we don't believe that here in Wanish we've got all the answers and all we need to do is to send some money and send some information across the world and everything will be all right. Far from it. We learn far more from our mission partners than perhaps we offer to them. Because what Jesus is saying is that as we work together, we all grow together, we are all empowered And we all develop the ability to to learn from one another and to support one another. And so we don't think of these things in isolation. We see them as working together in order to be able to, to see mission in its fullest sense. Mission organizations are working on this as well. So we're working alongside them and we're working um, in a way that, that, is, is quite, you know, over the last 20 years, more and more churches are looking at this and thinking about this. More and more mission partnerships, mission organizations are looking at this. So the final video clip I want to show you is uh, a tear fund clip. And this is the director speaking about its approach, about how it's not a case of just sending a lot of help out, but actually it's working in partnership and supporting and empowering. Because when we offer acts of loving service. We want to empower people in that process. So let's watch this final clip. When we think about poverty and tackling poverty, we often start with the idea that it's about us. It's about what we can give. It's our compassion that actually makes the difference. The reality is, though, that it's never been that way. Part of Tierfund's approach is simply the idea that the most enduring way to get people out of poverty is to help them do it themselves. I know for my 13-year-old son, every time I step in and tell him, look, Josh, let Daddy show you, I have denied him an opportunity to discover that himself. And it's exactly the same message. We've chosen to focus on the role of the local congregation because at local church, the largest civil society network on the planet, bar none, by miles, why wouldn't you work through it? It's the answer to reach. 
It's the key to sustainability. It's the key to low cost because you're using all the capacity that's already there. We believe that the means by which we do it is the spirit working in the world and the body of Christ working in the world. That's how people get out of poverty. We're at a point where the story is shifting. The narrative around how people get out of poverty is changing. And this is where we're now trying to lead. The most transformational human development happens when you have first turned on all of the innate capacity that's already in the community. And what our resources do, and our giving and our prayer, it helps unlock that. It helps multiply it up. It helps enable and equip it. It takes your breath away when you see it. The thing that sustains organizations such as Tier Fund is a real belief and a vision for a future that is different from the one we have at the moment. And a God-given calling to go out and make that vision real. as a church as we consider continue to have an importance in mission part of that is reaching out in loving acts of service but to do that in a way that is empowering other people to do things for themselves as, as Matthew Frost said the best way of helping people out of poverty is to help them get themselves out of poverty Jesus took off his robes at the last supper And he went round and washed the feet. And sometimes we've got to get our hands dirty in reaching out in loving service. But as we do that, we do that in order to empower the person in whom we are caring for. We want them to be able to then go out and help others, to help others, to help others. Jesus has given us an example. He's given us the task He's not doing it by himself. He's involving us. The very great example of what this particular mark of mission looks like. He took off his robe. He washed dirty feet and said, I'm doing this as an example. Let us pray. Jesus, our companion, you healed the sick and touch the untouchables with the warmth of your welcoming love. Open our eyes and warm our hearts that we may care for all who need you most. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.